wonderful. And thanks for coming to the show. If you're still with us, uh, we appreciate it. So I hope you fuckers are doing good. Uh, it's been a week since we last chatted. Uh, before we get started, I want to do a shout out, of course, to our uh, not so new, but still newer sponsor, which is AgorasNexus.com. Uh, check on out all the listings that they have there. It's a wonderful resource for any aspiring agorist. Please, uh, you know, consider checking them out. I think that they're wonderful people. Brandon and Dag are excellent human beings, and they're actually trying to do something positive by listing all of these different uh, services, anywhere from like, you know, the free cashback and crypto app, Anarcho Coffee, Echo Clean Environmentally Friendly Cleaning Services, Agoras Delivery, and of course, Indie Paradox, your home for independent thought on the internet. You can find us guys on there, our friend Jeremiah Harding, and our friend Sal the Agorist. Please check out agorasnexus.com. Get involved. There's a lot of wonderful things that you can find on there. And, uh, you know, join the community. You know, it's a great place uh, for any aspiring anarchist or agorist. Get involved. Agoristnexus.com. So uh, welcome again to the show, you fuckers. Uh, it's, I, I love all of you, all 14 and a half. Appreciate <laughs> you guys and uh, you hanging out with us. So new video that correlates. Uh, big shout out to Firearms Unknown. They are such an excellent source of entertainment and education. If you really want to know about how the ATF feels about you, then you should check them out. Sub to the page on YouTube. This uh, video is entitled, for those of you who are doing the audio portion only, this is new ATF receiver rule. Agent Bizet gives advice on how to comment. So, Angel, if you wouldn't mind rolling the sure. tape, go ahead and let's have it. Hello, perpetrators. Very Special Agent Richard Bizet here, and I'm here to talk to you today about the proposed rule that we're making on 80% receivers and just how wonderful it's going to be for everybody. Now, I know that you guys looked at the rule and saw that we wrote 115 pages and we just dragged on and on and on. Well, the reason we did that is because we don't really know what a receiver is. And so we wanted to make the rule as ambiguous as possible so that we could decide anything's a receiver. I mean, if you look at the text of this rule, it allows us to go into Home Depot and arrest everybody in there if we want to. And that's the kind of power you want us to have in order to keep you safe. Because if we have unlimited power to arrest anyone we want, that's the best thing for you. And for everyone, I think. <laughs> God damn it, mother So, the notice and comment process, it requires us to post the rule and that you guys comment, blah, 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 blah. But trust me, you guys don't want to comment. You just want to let us have our rule. But if you do comment, I've got some advice for you. All of you perpetrators want to comment, make sure you cuss all over your comments. That way we don't actually have to look at it. The other thing you should do is go get a form letter and just all submit the same comment. Then we just have to, to respond to one thing. It's just, it's much easier for us that way. So make sure you do that. Also, we kind of created a little bit of confusion as to whether you need to include your address in the online version. And I think you should just trust us and not include your address because we're trustworthy. We're always trustworthy. And don't reference the docket number of the rule. Don't do it. Just leave it off so that way we can ignore your comment. Don't reference our agency. And, you know, obviously just, you should just not comment. That would be the best thing for everybody. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy the new rule on 80% lowers. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. And don't forget, I'm watching you, perpetrators.
Uh, keep up the good work, uh, you wonderful people that pull your pants down and completely defecate all over the ATF. It's great because for those of you who don't have the video, you're doing the audio version of this. The ATF agent is wearing the hat. It, it says AFT because your president, that some of you decided should be in charge <laughs> if we're really counting votes, he called them the AFT because he has dementia. You know what I mean? He's about uh, a couple of cards short of a full deck. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's your ATF, your Standing Army of Occupation, killing 25 dogs a day and uh, making rules on firearms that they themselves have no idea what they're talking about. So this will be in the show notes. Please check it out and patronize these folks. Firearms Unknown, they do an incredible job. It is an absolute pleasure to watch. And at the same time, it can be incredibly troubling. So moving on to the next thing. Um, Angel, what is the, uh, what's the next thing we're working on today? It's about vaccine comments, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from Politico, you guys. And it says health and human services chief says vaccine comments are being taken wildly out of context. What? Yes. Health and human services secretary Xavier Becerra. I mean, he has to be a, a Latin or Latinx because the ministry uh you know latinx uh whatever mm -hmm. that means just whatever that fucking you know, horse shit is I, i'm not sure but uh, uh xavier's a great name this person i'm sure isn't on thursday sought to clarify his argument that quote it is absolutely the government's business to know which americans have been vaccinated against the coronavirus after facing backlash from republicans in congress like they care in a tweet the federal government's top health official said his, said his comments from earlier in the day have been taken wildly out of context. To be clear, the government has no database on who's being vaccinated, he wrote. We're encouraging people to step up to protect themselves, others by getting vaccinated. It's the best way to save lives and end this pandemic. Becerra's initial remarks on Thursday morning came in response to Republican criticism that President Dementia had received has received this week for his administration's latest push to persuade vaccine hesitant Americans to get their shots in a speech at the White House on Tuesday. Biden gave an update on the state of U.S. vaccination program and ongoing efforts to reach parts of the country where skepticism on the vaccine still runs high. Now, we need to go community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door. Boy, that is a poor choice of words. Literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. Biden said White House Press Secretary Jen Balsaki also detailed the components of the administration's vaccine campaign at her briefing on Tuesday, including targeted community by community door to door outreach to get remaining Americans vaccinated. Those references door knocking drew those references to door knocking drew swift rebukes from congressional Republicans who cast the comments as potential infringement on Americans' civil liberties. It's interesting that they care when they're the minority party, but when they're in charge, your rights might as well be single-ply toilet paper. They're going to use a lot of it and get a lot of shit all over them. Representative Andy Biggs, a Republican from Arizona, also tweeted, quote, it's none of the government's business knowing who has or has been vaccinated. How about you don't knock on my door, Representative Dan, the redcoat Crenshaw, who believes in red flag laws and is a Republican mm -hmm. and a scum of the earth. Just don't knock on his door and ask about vaccines. Yeah, yeah. He was the one that was, uh, he was, was he a Navy SEAL or was he? I don't know. He lost his eye uh, yeah. in the service. And I know that he also was in favor of looking at red flag laws, which turned him into a red coat. Mm -hmm. He right. turned and the so, red flag into a red jacket. 
I don't want to derail anything here, but I do think it's interesting that because uh, I think Dakota Meyer is another example of people because he was a Marine and he won the Congressional Medal of Honor for gallantry under fire, basically, and saving some people's lives and doing some real badass shit. But then it's like afterward, it's like I've seen his presence on the Internet and on, I believe, I can't remember which news agencies he was on as like a uh subject matter expert for whatever they were trying to peddle i'm not sure but it's like they used his platform as somebody that won the congressional medal of honor and did some badass shit and a lot of people in the military look up to them because those are the people that when we were training they're like hey like they name drills after these people they name exercises after these people because this is like people that laid it all all on the line and like did some heroic shit but now they're taking that and they're like, if we can get this guy to be in charge or in favor of gun control and be like, yeah, only the military and the police should have guns. It's like people are going, even people in the military that are aware of the shortcomings and inefficiencies of the military are going to be like, well, fuck that guy says gun control is important and we should listen to it. Maybe I should reconsider my beliefs because I don't have the Congressional Medal of Honor and that guy has the Congressional Medal of Honor and he's saying it. And it's just like, mm, dude, like that's pretty fucked that's nefarious mm-hmm. i mean no it is really and i can't say specifically that that's what they're doing but if i were trying to do that i think that would be a pretty solid way to go you're tying it together pretty good though i think that that's a fair at least it, it warrants a if a, i can think wow. about it look at where i'm at on the bell curve i am definitely not the most intelligent person but there are people that are less intelligent than me so it's like you have me capable of thinking of this people that are more intelligent and also that probably want to take advantage of other people and that they know there are people that are beneath my level of intelligence that won't think of that as a possibility. Therefore they could get away with potentially doing that to all of those people. That's, that's fair. And I think the same way about voting, let's say for instance, that voting actually does matter and it does actually decide election results. Mm -hmm. If you only need 51% of the population in order to actually control a nation and control the other 49% of people. Mm -hmm. If the 49% of people that are smart enough to think maybe voting doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. If they have 51% of people that are on the other end of the bell curve that are like, Oh, I think voting matters. That's all they need. Those are the only people they need to cater to because they still now hold the simple majority and control everything for everybody, regardless of how intelligent those other people are. That's a fair point. That doesn't matter. I don't think it does. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think that this that this is valid. What you brought up is valid. It could just be because I think bell curves are interesting. Like, I don't know. That too. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what it is, but it could be that too. So, um, again, this Dan Crenshaw, who is in favor of uh, taking your guns first and due process later, a good servant of the state, said, on Tuesday, you're not my parents. You're the government. It's even worse. Your parents actually are supposed to care about you. The government doesn't. You're the government. Make the vaccine available and let people be free to choose. Why is that concept so hard for the left? But Becerra dismissed those complaints earlier on Thursday. Perhaps we should point out that the federal government has spent trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. Meanwhile, losing trillions of dollars as the market has closed and people's businesses generational wealth what's has been point? completely depleted what's, what's his point so he's they spent millions of dollars so let's spend millions of more dollars by hiring people to go and knock on their door <laughs> it's and a ask great if point we're creating jobs we're stimulating the economy what's the yeah. point in him saying that build what's back better who um, gives a shit yeah i agree with you right who cares 
Uh, the secretary also noted that knocking on a door has never been against the law and that Americans don't have to answer, but we hope you do. Unless, of course, they have a badge and a piece of paper with a fancy signature, in which case you do have to open the door or they're going to kill you, your dog, and rape your wife. Yeah, so also, is this going to be like, oh, one, it's not illegal to go knock on doors, and then the second you open the door, they're like, oh, did somebody scream for help in there? Oh, I see something suspicious yeah. around the corner, and now I have to enter like it's oh the subversion of any kind of privacy or rights and and, you know the thing is we've talked about this on this show before to brian's point the government was able to find a uh, an individual used a molotov cocktail simply by find like looking at the shirt that she had searching where the shirt was sold finding on etsy and getting a customer list and finding the individual who purchased this shirt meanwhile they can't fix any of the problems that we have with regard to children being trafficked. I, you read my mind. Yes. <laughs> I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like that this guy is like, oh, yeah, you, you know, we'll go knock on the door. And like, you know, I'm sure his his response is going to be, oh, well, they don't have to answer the door. Well, do you know that like unless unless a motherfucker calls me, I ain't answering my door. I don't know who you are. I, you can knock on my door all fucking day. Don't right. stop by my house. Isn't that I ain't, okay? So <laughs> yeah, you're right. From that though, you say you don't answer the door. Okay, I had to do when we were working in the Bronx. It was people would call to do wellness checks, mm-hmm. and it was like if no one answers the door, it wasn't. It didn't even require the police. The I mean, they would use the police if they needed to, but the fire department, if they were there, they're like, yeah, we'll fucking boot the door and see if the person's inside. And it was like, then it was like, Hey, somebody called and wondered if this person was alive. And it's like, we went in and like, unfortunately, like a lot of the times it was like, every time we got one of those calls, the person was not, but it's like, okay, they don't need the police to boot your door. Nobody answered the door. It could have just been somebody inside. That's like, I'm not coming to the door. And then the fire department was able to boot their door. And it's just like, okay, so if that's not exclusively limited to the police and the police are already going to boot your door if you don't answer it, how the list of people that can boot your door if you don't answer is growing or it's at least larger than we originally thought it was. So what's going to happen when these people that want to know if you've been vaccinated or not or spread the word like a Jehovah's Witness, but like are they going to start are they going to have a way to be like oh they're not answering the door like i guess we have to go in now and see like yeah. i know that's like oh you can make anything a slippery slope but it's like but they it's but not they, a hard argument to make those concerns exist for a reason oh yeah they're valid concerns and and it, i don't want somebody coming into my house you don't no. need to know what i'm doing like no one knows the aims of a well-read man, but it's like, yeah, they probably just want to be left alone and read more fucking books. Like, I don't care. I just don't want to talk <laughs> right. to anybody that I don't, I don't have to. Yeah. And if I'm not expecting you, like, I'm not answering my door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, don't show up unless you call me first. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. And Angel and I had talked about, uh, talked about this in the, in the past with regard to, like, how we grew up because her and I are about five years apart. And uh, I know some of you that are a little bit older, Paul B can probably speak to this a little bit better than I can. But even back in the 80s, in the uh, early through the entire decade, rather the entire decade, people would just randomly show up at your house and you'd have them in and hang out. And, you know, they're they're like you, you, you it would be, oh, we have company. Somebody's visited, you know, as opposed to now, if somebody knocks on my door, I'm like, okay, I didn't order Chinese food. I did not order pizza. And none of my friends are supposed to be coming over. And they didn't text me from the parking lot to let me know they're here. So I'm not fucking getting up and answering that goddamn door. 
Like, I, like you know, everybody stop, turn the volume off on the TV. I don't want to be bothered. I even have a note on my on the door to my house that says absolutely no solicitation, religious or otherwise. Like, I'm very serious about not being bothered. The only people that are welcome to come by, if, they, if you're selling cookies, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. I like tag-alongs. I think they're great. And if you're the Omaha Steak guy, I'll make an exception for you, too. <laughs> the rest of you can go uh, have intercourse with yourselves. Um. Anyway, so like this whole thing gets misconstrued even further. Representative Dan Bishop, a Republican from North Carolina, uh, misinterpreted the administration's strategy in another tweet, writing that Becerra and Biden have you on a list and are going door to door. If they're going to do that, Representative Bishop, they're not going to do it for a shot. They're going to do it for whatever firearms you purchase. Mm. Um, I don't think that that's what's happening. Uh, but unfortunately, Ball Saki again, you know, she clarified that the government does not have a database of which Americans have been vaccinated may or may not be true. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm sure there's HIPAA violations involved with that. But Why either way, the vax a millions for to, to get motherfuckers who who that's uh, a gauge how many people got the fucking vaccine. That's true. That's true. And, you know, who doesn't like a cool million dollars? I mean, who do, I mean, I. I, I could spend Are you going to love it when you're in a wheelchair because the vaccine fucked you up? Like, <laughs> is that money going to cover your medical bills? Like, you'd be better off just not taking the million dollars? Listen, that's why I vote Democrat and I want the free health care. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, tell us what you did and you enter your chance to win whatever. No, I don't care. Even if I, hey. even if there was a high chance that I'd win a million dollars. I'm not fucking telling you what I did. I'm already suspicious. That's fair. And to each their own. Like, if you don't want to get it, don't get it. If mm -hmm. you do, you do. That's the, you, yeah. you assume the risk. And I know I work with a gentleman who's a friend of mine who I do care about. But, you know, he's a little bit religious. And by a little, I mean a lot. First, he wouldn't get one kind of shot because some bishop in California said it was made with um, yeah, um, certain uh, stem cells from aborted fetuses or something like that it was oh, like God. it wasn't even the boss with the big hat in rome it was some fucker from uh, california and then he said that uh, well i you know you don't know what's in it and i i had to say politely because i'm not trying to be right i'm trying to get him to understand that his logic is at least flawed slightly he was like mm -hmm. i was like but you get the flu shot every year right well yeah and i'm like First of all, its effectiveness is maybe 60% tops. And secondly, do you know all the ingredients that go into the flu shot? No, you don't. I don't get the flu shot because I, I really don't care. I mean, I could die right now and I wouldn't give a shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm done with it. Like, I don't care. But the flu is the least of my concern right now. Maybe in 20 years, if I'm still on this planet, that concern will change. But to for people to hang their hat on it, well, you don't know what's in it. You mean to tell me you have the ingredients list every single time you took your kids to be immunized? Every time you, you read the now. packaging on all the fucking food you eat, dude. Like, do you know what's in your water that you drink every day? Great point. Great point. And again, it wasn't about me trying to dunk on him. I was like, no, this is this is a farcical argument. You're, you, you, you're, just, you're trying to be right about it. But if you're going to apply this to everything that you do, it's like, do you know? Do you know what's in the soap that you use that you're putting on your body to wash your clothes? Do you or are you just like, oh, I'm comfortable with this? Like, right. I don't have to question right. this because I like this is just what I've done and it's worked this long, you know? Well, here's another example to kind of play along with what you're saying. Uh, they one of my coworkers at their lunch break went to go get uh, to go shopping for the house and get like a loaf of bread or what have you. And yeah. it, like a Sarah, it was Sarah Lee, like this honey weed or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. and they were talking about how much they enjoyed it. And I said, and Angel's had my I make bread at home. It's uh, six ingredients, uh, no, no chemicals. And uh, I, I said, I, can't, I really can't eat store bought bread 
anymore like that that comes in a bag like i'll yeah. do it if i have to but once i started making my own bread and mind you it has about between five to six days tops before it starts to grow mold because there's no preservatives in it right so you know, but then you got to use it you got to use it you know what i mean and the cost that i'm paying to make this bread i mean is definitely far cheaper than purchasing it even even let's say the least expensive loaves of, of like you know the the totally bleached white bread or whatever yeah, but just that alone. I was like, look at the ingredients that are in that bread, and how many different kinds of sugars are in it, and how many syrups are in it. I don't have any of that in my bread. Like occasionally, I'll put a little bit of honey in there just to enhance the the sweetness of it. If I want yeah. to do a honey white, let's say. But bees but, made that shit, dude. Like, yeah, the insects made it, and they've been here for I don't know sixty million years or what. And as far as we know, they can't conspire against us. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're our friends. Without them, we don't have pollination. Without pollination, we don't have people. So there's that. Um. Anyway, we're gonna wrap this one up. You guys are crazy, and if they come to your house, just politely tell them to go have intercourse with themselves. It's none of their mm -hmm. business. And yeah. the Delta variant is uh, is bullshit. It's it's don't even worry about it. I Nobody's know. scared of it anymore. What are we gonna do? They're not afraid anymore. Not what? Anymore. <laughs> I know that that uh, that Fauci, that uh, witch doctor for the state, will be back up there with his double mask and probably have like you know some kind of uh, a mask around his penis and his oh. ball sack or whatever you know to protect him from the delta variant because it can go up your urethra or whatever <laughs> anyway like they'll find no, all that thing is real that that fucking uh parasite that, oh, that fish in the yeah. amazon that'll swim yeah, up your dick hole yeah that's a real thing don't piss in the amazon like yeah, if you're... No, it'll go on your dick hole listen yeah. think it's the gills of another fish and then they swim up yes. it yeah no, that's an actual thing graham hancock the brilliant man that he is, he can go to the Amazon. I'll read the books and watch the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going there. Like I, I you know, I, th mm -hmm. I, there's people that listen in Brazil. We love you. We think you're fantastic. You invented Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which I think is the greatest martial art on the planet. I love you guys. I think you're wonderful, but but your bugs and everything scare me to death. Yeah, there's yeah. this uh, this uh, the snail snail yeah it's on a the 50 beach. 50 there's no inoculation against mm -hmm. it you either die or you don't yeah it has is it the cone snail that's yeah, it, it has a little sting. it'll kill you in four minutes yeah like if you step on it you have a 50 50 chance like yeah yeah you know and then of course the wandering spider there's all sorts of poisonous shit yeah that's that like australia too it that shit like i would love to go but nature you fucking scary like yeah. <laughs> and if you go into the water they got the box jelly not to mention yeah that blood. you can't see it's like literally clear as shit like go in your nose yeah it can go in your nose and it's going to be over quickly. i mean i would love to go see the petroglyphs there and you know all, all new of that. zealand is on the table new zealand is on the table because they shot the lord of the rings there and yeah. i think that elijah wood wouldn't go there if there was a problem so that that's just my take. That's your litmus test. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I didn't see him in Australia. Mm -hmm. We love you, Australia. We think you're fantastic. But no, that's that's going to be a no for me as well. Just the snakes and the funnel web spider alone are enough to keep me on the airplane waiting for the flight back over here where I live in Northeast Ohio, where maybe I have a problem with mosquitoes, you know, an occasional, you know, um, timber rattlesnake in the far southeastern part there's some cotton mouths down by the down by the river there's some copperheads too copperheads but nothing serious not like the fucking eastern diamondback or the western uh, copperheads are no joke like you'll there's well, I, the timeline that you have to work with is like longer i think but i still wouldn't fuck with one i don't want to get bitten by any snake okay but garden snakes that fool around in my backyard where the cat yeah. fight them that's not a problem 
I like it how it flattens its head and it kind of lunges at me to try to get me to think that it's poisonous and it's a hard ass. And I'm like, I, I know what you are, guy. The bird right over there, he's watching this. You're going to die. So go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. The cat will play with you. Anyway, um, uh, what are we moving on to next, uh, Angel? Isn't that the the, the taxes with uh, yeah. the demented one? Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of you that voted for this uh, dementia patient, and I don't say that against dementia patients. I had a grandmother that had dementia and eventually Alzheimer's. Okay, so it's not a joke, but the man who has the nuclear codes ha- has dementia. Do you think he actually has the nuclear codes, though? Uh, no, Kamala or the generals do. But I think it's te- all pretend. Listen, this man like ran on raising taxes on corporations. Well, guess what? It's losing momentum. And this is from CNBC. What? No. Yeah, stop. Stop, please. Right? I mean, the lies being told. Now, here we go. Nearly six months into President Dementia's administration, Wall Street remains divided over the likelihood and impact of one of the Democrats' key campaign promises, higher taxes. While the president and his cabinet have made progress in persuading foreign partners to back a global minimum corporate tax rate, the Biden team does not appear to be any closer to passing the types of sweeping tax reform mm-hmm. he promised during his 2020 campaign. Oh, no. The components of the Biden tax plan are an increase in the domestic corporate tax rate from 28 to 28 from 21 percent and top individual income rates to 39 percent from 37. The White House also wants to raise the capital gains task on the capital gains tax rather on those making more than a million a year from its current 20 percent to 39.6 percent. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody's got to pay for the bombs. But with the GOP resolute against tax increases, when it matters, have they complained about the budget yet? Have they complained about the deficit yet? It'll be convenient to come election time. Anyway, and with a handful of economists concerned that raising taxes now could risk the economic recovery, some say the outlook for the administration's tax plans has grown murkier in the recent months. The chance for big tax reform in the near term seems reduced, said Tony Frato, who served as a Treasury official in the George W. Bush administration. I don't want to say the fight is over on that quite yet, because I know that there are still proponents of that. But I think they, that they are hard fights. Now, what the fuck does that even mean? Uh, that means that there are people who support it, but not enough. No, I, but that's like they say they say that a lot. They use indefinite articles. They they, they never refer to anything specifically. They're like, oh, we're working on that so that this can happen. And, and it's like, how many literal filler words can I cram into a sentence? So it's like you see me open my mouth. And words are coming out when I was asked a question about this, but it's like I tell I'm stonewalling. Right. Well, is it bad? To, is it bad that Palestinian and Israeli children are dying? Does it matter what they are? They are still children. Oh, I can't. I can't comment on that. It's like you. You, you can't say it's bad. That children are dying. You can't. You can't say that. You can, but you won't. Well, yeah, like the whole key phrase of this article is: while the president and his cabinet have made progress in persuading foreign partners to back a global minimum corporate tax rate. The Biden team does not appear any closer to passing the types of sweeping tax reform he yeah. promised. What Me- metrics do they have to even back that up, though? It's like, oh, yeah, we yeah. talked to foreign people and then there's progress. But it's like, what evidence do you actually have of that progress? They'll never get a, a global minimum corporate tax rate. Like, no. it's never going to happen. Corporations want to pay less tax no matter who the fuck is in charge, right or left. Well, whoever. They don't want to pay any tax. You're actually. not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. But when they do. I mean, I, this is kind of basic economics. If they do, 
agree to, agree to that. Guess who pays for it? You, the yeah, customer. Yeah, we do because they pass the cost right. off. Right. That's right. how it all works. That's and then wages yeah, have to go up and people think they're getting paid more. And it's like, well, if we're paying you more, we're going to give you a few more responsibilities. But really, your dollar is going the same distance it was before. And now you just got more work. Maybe right. even less. Maybe even less. Maybe Exactly. And then it's like, oh, like, I mean, it's weird because, like, we make jokes all the time about, like, eventually we'll just be living at work or like bill gates bought what like 300,000 acres of farmland and now yeah. it's like oh him and jeff bezos are teaming up to make some uh fung fungus alternative to protein and everybody's like oh you can eat cicadas it's it's good for you and it's like i'm not gonna eat the fucking bugs while you guys are eating prime rib on the only farms that are left in the world because then they're like they're all going into outer space and it's like okay there's a movie called elysium about that yep. there's a movie called soylent green that's about the fucking air that you're selling us as food that's supposed to have nutrients but really doesn't so then you're going to sell us medication and supplements to counter all the holes in our diets but then those are going to have a fuck ton of side effects mm -hmm. and it's just like and now my one friend told me i need to watch snowpiercer because it's basically exactly what we're talking about and i haven't seen that movie yet so i'll have to watch that this weekend i think it's but, a series actually oh really yeah it's snowpiercer's a train that's uh like going through like it's a post-apocalyptic and certain people <laughs> classes of the train that sounds interesting I'd um, like to watch that. is this gonna get into like hunger games like district territory or like some animals are more equal than others and then like all that horse shit that's like party watch or something like... i mean we were, I, chris and i talked about doing that for the lord of the rings and i found recipes there's a great account on instagram i'll try to find it here in a minute yeah it, uh, posted a recipe for llamas bread uh you know you can actually oh, yeah. make like elven bread and he was like, I'll we should it. cook, we should cook all of this Middle Earth stuff, all the food and have, have a Lord of the Rings and a Hobbit party where we eat it. But that would be, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be a, a good lounge episode. I'm totally down for that. That'd be that a great so episode. Cool. Um, so this article will be in the show notes. I, that's all I have to say about that because I don't want to lose the fact that, ladies and gentlemen, next up, it's quiz time. Woo, quiz. Quiz time. Quiz. Popular demand. Uh, the people like it. Those of uh, who got back to me, Paul B being one of them, said that he enjoyed the quiz. Paul, this is your turn to get your notebook out. This is your time to get ready. Get your pen out, pencil, what are you writing utensil? If you're driving, just follow along. Do whatever you want, just don't hurt anybody. Um, this is uh this is gonna be an interesting quiz. Uh interesting quiz. There the 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 big reward is there is none. But <laughs> feel good about yourself. We're gonna keep track here. We're gonna keep track of who's uh doing what. <laughs> So let's start with question number one. We need to come up with a jingle for quiz time. Okay, but, but we'll okay. work on that. We're going to work on that. Question number one. <clears throat> These are quotes, and your job is to guess based on the choices given who said what. Last week, it was Marxists saying very awful things and very racist, disgusting things, anti-Semitic things. Um, surprise, surprise. Yeah, uh, not good. Not a good look. Uh, but You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> it's a trap always remember that yes marxism is a trap uh no just you know the things that people try to get you to hang on to um right it's it's part of it's part of trapping you and and leading you into uh the downfall part of trapping you like with regard to what specifically their like agenda their agenda oh. for control like or like movements like um identity well, politics kind yeah. of stuff or yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it's their way of trapping you and leading you Oof. down whatever path they want you to go down on. That's, yeah, it's indoctrination. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, all right, so everybody ready? 
Are we ready? You got yep. uh, you listeners. You got warned. And by the way, if you have a quiz uh, topic you want to get at, you want me to, you want us to have on here. Use guys in that gmail.com. You get me on Twitter. Uh, the account at you guys, use guys pod, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's the same across all of them. Of course, the email I just mentioned, or you can get a hold of us individually on Twitter. If you got something that you or Instagram, you got, if you have an idea for a quiz, we're going to keep doing this. It's a good thing. Unless we have a big guest, which we have at least one big guest coming up next week, uh, a regular that's been on the show. We haven't had him on for a while, but you're going to enjoy that one. Anyway, question number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Quote, the Second Amendment only protects the people who want all of the guns they can have. The rest of us, we've got no Second Amendment. What are we supposed to do? Do you need me to read that again? (laughs) Yes, please. Okay, because I can understand how stupid it sounds. But make no mistake, that's what this person said. Quote, the Second Amendment only protects the people who want all the guns they can have. The rest of us... We've got no Second Amendment. What are we supposed to do? Was it A, Louise Slaughter, a member of Congress, the lower house? B, Dianne Feinstein, that aging dinosaur? C, Dennis Kucinich, the famous uh, left-wing politician from Cleveland? Or D, President Dementia, Joe Biden? Angel? I'm going to say A. Angel's going to go with A, Luis Slaughter. Brian? Uh, I'm going to guess Feinstein. It sounds a little too articulate for dementia. (laughs) You're right about that second part, but would you believe it is representative, a, a representative from the state of New York, a Democrat, Luis Slaughter? I got, oh, it. Wow. got it right. Yay. Angel got that right. So I had no idea who that guy was. Yeah, I don't know. Who, I didn't know who that was either. I believe it's a female. <laughs> don't misgender oh, or you're going to okay. get thrown in a gulag. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> Please face ball. Who, uh, Please who, face who they ball. were. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two. Quote. Well, you know, my shotgun will do better for you than your AR-15. Because you want to keep someone away from your house, just fire the shotgun through the door. We all know who that is. Was it A, Karl Marx, <laughs> B, Barack Hussein Obama, C, President Dementia, or D, William Jefferson Clinton? Angel? C. You're going with President Dementia? Are you? Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. All right. Sir. Brian, you're next. All right. So I don't – I know he said something about F-15s and nukes against AR-15s, but I think this is – I'm a little out of the loop, but I'm going to guess that Clinton said that. Would you believe that Angel's right again? I would believe it. I would. President Dementia is the one. Damn. All right. That's right. So question number three. If you ban them in the future, quote, if you ban them in the future, the number of these high capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any available. I'll say it again. (laughs) Somebody said that shit. This isn't made up. I don't know why you even had to ask. Okay. You're the boss, but still, be careful. Okay. Number three, (laughs) quote, if you ban them in the future, the number of these high-capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. Okay. Was it A, 
Tulsi Gabbard, who everybody thinks is hot. B, George W. Bush. C, Piers Morgan, the famous British um, journalist. <laughs> or D, Diana DeGette, a representative in the House of Representatives. I'm going to say D. Angel's going to go with D. Brian, your guess, please. I'm going to go with D also. I don't even know who they are, but it doesn't sound like something I've heard the other people say or that they would say. Would you believe? You're both right. Ah, all right. I didn't know who it was, but sure. Thank you. Uh, She is a Democrat from the great state of Colorado, the big CO. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't Tulsi because she was prior. She was in the military, right? Yes, yeah. she's. I think, yeah, I, I have a little uh, faith that she knows what the fuck she's talking about with regard to that, unless okay. she's just straight up lying. Elimination. But, I like that. That's a, that's that's good. We're going to get to question number four now. Quote: If the opposition, that means the citizens, disarm, well and good. If they refuse to disarm, we shall disarm it ourselves. Was that a? Joseph Stalin, B, Adolf Hitler, C, President Dementia, or D, Pinochet? Mm, I'm going to say D. You're going to say Pinochet, all right? I don't know who that is. Uh, He was a dictator of Chile. Okay, I'm going to say him. Okay, Brian? And again, sounds too articulate to be Biden. Um, <laughs> this is this is process of elimination. It does sound like something that Hitler and Stalin would say, which would make me more inclined to think it would be Biden then, because like somehow he is somehow worse. Um, I like this deductive logic. But Pinochet, I don't know a lot about Pinochet, and he was the dictator of uh, Chile. You said Chile, yes. I didn't even know they had a dictator, or was this not current? Is this have a while you, ago? Have you seen the memes about throwing communists out of helicopters? Yeah, give them a helicopter that is, ride. They, they did that in Scarface too, right? Well, they well, threw yeah, somebody they, out of a helicopter. They but... hanged him from a helicopter. Ah, yes, uh, Pinochet threw communists out of <laughs> helicopters. Okay, he sounds like an all right guy. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> all right, but uh, let's have it. Let's have it. All right, I, I'll go with Stalin. Brian goes with Stalin. Would you believe Brian is right? All right. Joseph Stalin was the one who said that. Number five, quote, I don't believe people should be able to own guns. I'll repeat that. Quote. They're doing it right now. I don't believe people should be able to own guns, end quote. Okay. Was that A, Comrade Feinstein, Diane, the dinosaur of California, B, Barack Hussein Obama, the former president and drone commander-in-chief, C, Miss Piggy, Kamala Harris, or D, Beto O'Rourke, also known as Robert Francis O'Rourke, because he's not Latin American, he's Irish Catholic, and he's a fucking liar and a fake Hispanic. Which one do you think it is, Angel? D. You're going to go with Beto O'Rourke, the fake Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Brian. 100% O'Rourke. Wow, would you believe... (laughs) Your former president, Barack Hussein Obama. Fuck! <laughs> Big disappoint. Big disappoint. Uh, I thought for sure that's a zero. The, the fake O'Rourke guy. That's yeah, a- I, I literally wrote that down as O'Rourke before you even finished saying it. I was like, yeah, that sounds like something. I was thinking you were looking up the answers. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm writing this shit down. Like, 
right. I'm you said pull I don't have a pen or paper with me right now, but I've got Okay, all right. Shit. I take it back. I apologize. Oh, you're good. Number six, quote, if the if the personal freedoms guaranteed by the Constitution inhibit the government's ability to govern the people, we should look into those guarantees. Do you need that again? Do you need mm-hmm. it again? Yes. Yes, please. Quote. If the personal freedoms guaranteed by the Constitution inhibit the government's ability to govern the people, mm-hmm. we should look into limiting those guarantees. That's pretty fucked up, my friend. It is. Your choices are A, Barack Hussein Obama, B, Woodrow Wilson, the devil, <laughs> C, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, his little brother, mm-hmm. a lesser devil. Or D, William Jefferson Clinton, also known as Bill Clinton, also known as the guy who fucked Monica Lewinsky while she was interning for him. Your choice, Angel, please. I'm going to say B. You're going to go with Woodrow Wilson. Yes. The man who has created all this mischief to the very minute involving us in the First World War, the Federal Reserve Act, and an overall genuinely terrible person. Okay, that's a good guess. Brian. That's a good – I want to say Woodrow Wilson, but I think that's a red herring. I think it was FDR. You think it's FDR? Mr. Almost four terms, but he died first. That's right, he did. Would you believe, once again, William Jefferson Clinton, the President of the United States, uh, what was he, the 43rd? 43rd, something like that? I'd stop counting. 42nd? It doesn't matter. 41st. Either way, whatever. We just, it's 40-something. We're not to 50 yet. It doesn't matter. Uh, number seven. So that's a big zero. That's two zeros in a row for the gang. Uh, we're going to carry on to number seven. Question number seven. Quote, under this should be very easy. By the way, this is a gimme. This again, if you miss this, I'm going to have to deduct an extra point. Like, it's really bad. Number, se- <laughs> number seven. Under Quote, under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. Okay. Was it A, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov, also known as Lenin? B, Bernard Sanders, the famous senator from uh, Vermont. C, Karl Marx. Or D, Leon Trotsky, your choice, Angel. Hmm. I I am conflicted between A and D. All right. Well, you got to make a decision. Uh, I'm going to say A. Angel says A, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov, also known as Lenin. Brian, your choice, please. That was Karl Marx, 100%. Brian's going with Karl Marx. Would you believe Brian is correct? That was Aww. absolutely Karl Marx. Yes, sir. So I get an extra point? For what? For missing the answer? No. I get I mean, deducted an extra point. You said I get whoever misses I'm going to let you slide this time, but don't ever let <laughs> But let aren't be... they kind of one in the same? No, they are absolutely not but one in the same. It's, they, they're, they're similar. They're, they're Wait, who, who was A? Who was that? Uh, Lenin. 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 Oh no! Like, I know Lenin, that- Lenin's like the like, Marx is like communism on paper, but Lenin it's like the actual yeah. carrying out of the plan on paper and not accounting for human factors and right. them being shitty. Yeah. And by the way, the split between like Trotsky and Stalin was Leninism, because Trotsky said that you're not you're not an orthodox Marxist because you're 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 basically. I want to say watering down the ideology, but you're not practicing it as Marx had written it. 
think about it as somebody who interprets the Bible literally versus somebody who right. treats them as an alley. Or, or the Constitution as a dead or living document. But, That's a great one. But Marx, like, you know, they kind of followed after him, right? Well, I mean, there's really no succession because Karl died well before Lenin came to power. Right, but I mean, they, they followed him is what I'm saying. Oh, they like, were his they, disciples in a right, sense, sure. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. is this like Sunni and Shiite division now? Like, is that in any way similar? Or... I don't know if that's a fair comparison because then you're talking about who gets to head it up. And Karl okay. Marx was dead well before there was a Russian revolution, mm -hmm. the second one, well right. before. Okay. So we can't make that jump because... Shiite and Sunni is a direct um, a result of a schism that took place between who's successor to Muhammad. Successor. Okay, so that was like while Muhammad was still alive, or like immediately after? Like right after. Like we're not so, talking a long time so when I It's like disputing one, the will then, right. basically. When I okay. said one and the same, I meant like similar, like the same ideology, so to speak. That's what who, I thought. Who emulated Marx better then, according to the text, or... Well, I mean, I think that that would have to be Trotsky out of all of them. I think that he was as close to Orthodox Marxist as you could get. See, that's the thing. I need to, I like, one, Russia is fascinating. Two, yeah. I need to read all of this shit because I, I'm in over my head, out of my depth. Like, I don't know anything really about that. Well, I know who Marx is, and I know that he said that. And it's, like, weird that well, all of these now trained Marxists are like, oh, we shouldn't have guns. When it's like, dude, Karl Marx was yeah. saying, don't give that shit up. If you listen to anything from that guy, it should be that. That's rule number one. Yeah. There's a lot of rule number ones, like safety first. Okay, rule number one, always look cool. Also, rule number one, don't give up your fucking guns. Don't give up your fucking Rule number one, show up. Like, you can, there's yeah. a ton of rule number ones. Like, Yeah, no, for sure. That, that's absolutely true. And then you saw earlier Stalin's quote about disarming uh, the opposition. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. yeah. Even if the opposition were socialist revolutionaries, because that, that was called the SRs, the Socialist Revolutionary Party. They were also hard lefties, but he didn't see them as allies, obviously, because they weren't Bolsheviks. Anyway, uh, Russian history lesson for another day. Number eight, and I'm a recovering Marxist, so I know Captain Carl really well. <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a very, very uh, complicated relationship with him. This is one of the times I agree with him on two points. This being one, the other one that religion is the opium of the masses. I absolutely think he's right. Uh, number eight, quote, recollect that in arming yourselves you are as you are bound to do unless you are willing to be forced into abject slavery you are safely within the spirit and letter of the law one more time ladies and gentlemen quote recollect that in arming yourselves as you are bound to do unless you are willing to be forced into abject slavery you are safely within the spirit and letter of the law was it a rosa luxembourg b karl marx C, Eugene V. Debs, or D, Calvin Coolidge. Some drastically different ideological adversaries in this little mix. Angel, your choice, please. I'm going to say D. You're going to go with Captain Calvin Co mm -hmm. Coolidge. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just like his last name. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because uh, Coolidge is uh, the name that, uh, what's his name, had from Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. Brian, please. Fuck, dude. I don't know. I, I, I don't know for yeah. sure. So it's like, I don't think you'd tee up marks twice like that in a row, but maybe you Bro, accounted for I? that. I'm not sure. What's that? I've do done that. that before. Yeah. Aww. So, it's, but it's like, is that, does that have anything to do with what we're doing right now? I don't know. But I don't know the answer off of like empirical data. So now I'm grasping at straws, basically. All right. Uh, have it. 
Coolidge, I don't really know a whole lot about Calvin Coolidge other than that he was a president. Uh-huh. Uh, he was – was he ah, – fuck. Um, and then who were, who were the other two? Uh, Rosa Luxemburg, Karl Marx, Eugene V. Debs, and Calvin Coolidge are your choice. Rosa Luxemburg, who – You're going to go with – Who oh. was she? Oh, she was a uh, a left wing revolutionary from post was she the, War One. Uh, was she the one that lost her seat because she didn't want to join up the fight in World War One, mm. and then lost it again? And no, that's somebody else. Okay, so you're talking about an American woman. This is a German. Yes. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, I'm still gonna go with her. You're gonna go with Rosa. Yes. Okay. Would you believe you both get a zero on that? One? <laughs> I would. I would believe. No. That. No, it was Eugene V. Debs, who was a candidate for the Socialist Party president of the United States huh. uh, here. So, yeah, yeah, uh, we had a little, uh, local action, local flavor there. Number nine, we're almost done. Number nine, quote, there's no reason why on the street today a, a citizen should be carrying a loaded weapon. Quote, there's no reason why on the street today a citizen should be carrying a loaded weapon. Was that A, Bill Clinton, B, Barack Hussein Obama? C. Fidel Castro or D. Ronald Reagan? Angel? I'm going to say A. You're going to say William Jefferson Clinton. Okay. That that would seem like a good guess. That seems like a good guess. What do you think, Brian? I think it was Obama. You think it was Obama, huh? Would you believe you both get a zero again? Damn it. Yeah. It was Ronald Reagan who said I knew it wasn't Castro. Fuck. Well, shit. Somebody tried to shoot Reagan. Shit. I was going to pick him, but I I chose... Go with the gut. I know. Go with the initial feeling. you got to go with the initial... Well, I thought, like, I don't know, my perception of Reagan was like, did he, he did he actually get shot or somebody just tried to shoot him? Oh, no, he got shot and okay. then Brady got shot and got paralyzed, and that's why he had a Brady bill because of him. Okay, that's what it was. Yep. See, I thought my perception of Reagan was that he was still kind of cool enough to be like, even though I got shot at, like, I still think people should be allowed to carry guns, but Here's... Reagan's kind of a piece of shit. So... Well, Think about this, uh, Brian. He was also the one who helped push uh, through uh, making it illegal for people to carry firearms on state property in California because of the Black Panthers. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay, not yeah. Not right. one of the good guys. Uh, the Black oh, def Panthers. Well, definitely not. I don't think anybody that climbs the ladder and makes it to the presidency, whether they have any actual power or not, is a good – I don't think they're capable. I think I they think sold out a long time before that. I agree. So final question for this week's quiz. It's been a long one. But it's a good one, and that is exactly what she didn't say. Number 10, quote, but I do believe that an AK-47, a machine gun, is not a sporting weapon or needed for defense of a home. Was that A, Jimmy Carter, B, Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> C, Ronald Reagan, or D, Al Gore? You got some oh. choices here. This is a hard one. This is a tough one. This is, this, this not, I didn't make it easy. No. You had one gimme today. One and a one only gimme. And I'm going to say D. You're going to say Margaret Thatcher? Uh, I thought, no. Did you say D. B or D? D is in David? Yeah. Delta. Like Delta. Dog. Okay. Well, Angel's going with Al Gore, the former vice president and the creator of internet. Go yes. ahead, please. Brian, your guess. Creator of internet? Yeah. Yeah, he made it. He claims. Don't question it. He claims he invented <laughs> it. What? The planet yes. has a fever, goddammit. Yes, and man bear pig. <laughs> and man bear. I, I'm so ethereal, guys. <laughs> um, it's not Margaret Thatcher. I don't think it's Al Gore. Who were the, who were the other two? I'm doing a bad job of keeping track Is of names. Carter, President Carter, or President yeah. Ronald Reagan? I'm going to go with Carter. You're going to go with Carter. 
and you went with Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely appalled at how terribly my contestants have done today. That is at zero. Uh, would you believe it was once again Ronald Wilson Reagan who mm-hmm. said that? Yeah, he's not a big gun guy, even though the right loves to put him up there on a pedestal. Um, so let's to- let's tally it up. So Angel got one, two, three. Angel's got three right. Brian got one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a draw. We have a draw. It is three apiece. We have a tiebreaker. We, we I don't have one ready. Uh, the, next time. <laughs> next time we'll have a tiebreaker. But um, uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, off the top of my head, what? Uh, where is the last blockbuster located in the in the world? Oh next shit! Time. Where? Bend, Oregon. Yeah, I think she's right. Angel's right. That's that's definitely it. I I, I just want. And they to- have uh they have fucking what's his is it russell crowe's fucking underwear there or what yes. from gladiator or some shit mm-hmm. i'm a member thank you yo <laughs> that's the real credentials you want ladies and gentlemen um there's so- there's my vaccine card suck on it <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much everybody for participating i hope you enjoyed it as much as i do and hopefully next time we'll have a little bit more of a spirited contest. I know that I tr- I didn't try to make it too hard, you know, the contest here, the questions, but apparently I really fucked it up. I How? Well, it's I- information. Like, you didn't know what we would know, or oh. you could think you knew what we know, but... And I didn't do too well on the, the first two quizzes either. Like, I am I just kind of guessed. That's like, all right. Uh, That's okay. yeah, I, I kind of guessed on basically every one of those except Karl Marx talking about don't give up guns, because I, I knew that one. Yeah, yeah. That, he's pretty well known for that, and it's funny how the trained Marxists, like you said, are anti-gun when he said that the working class should absolutely never be disarmed or deprived of ammunition. But it. how many people actually have the time to break down a huge fucking book from somebody? Like, It's like, are you going to take my word for it when I say I'm a trained Marxist and here's my credentials? It's like, what the fuck even is a trained Marxist? But how many people – because they like – I remember a lot, a long time, not even that long ago, people are like, you need to read theory. You need to read theory. You need to read theory. And I was like, I don't think it's a requirement to read theory in order to be an anarchist or whatever, but Ooh. it definitely helps because then people can't bullshit you farther down the line and be like, oh, this person said this. And it's like, actually, no, the fuck they didn't. And I think it's disingenuous that you're trying to sell people on the idea that they did or they would be about this when they're not. It's written in a book that they fucking wrote. Like, right. Right. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. No, so. and like I always just go with my gut, like on most of those things. Like if it sounds right, or like if it feels right, or if it doesn't feel right. And like yeah. most times, like you know, I'm like ninety nine point eight percent on with my. Yeah. Gut. And know? chances are, if you're wrong with your gut, you're still gonna live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you would have ignored it, it could have been a potentially fatal flaw. You know. True. True. Um, we're going to move on real quick. What's next on the docket here? Is this, um, an article that we have, uh, geared up for you from the wall street journal, I believe. Yes. Uh, this is something for you to pay attention to. Now you guys know, I talk a lot about education and I think that it's incredibly important if you have the ability to educate yourself independently or get it from accredited university. I think that it's, I really do have a big believer in it, but the question is, are you going to school to make money or are you going to school for passion? you have to get your expectations in line with your career choice. Okay. So for somebody who wants to enjoy themselves, if you want to get a degree, like a master's degree in 
I don't know, uh, about like a master of fine arts, for example. Okay. But understand that a lot of the, those margins are really low. Okay. I'm not saying don't do it. We, I love to consume art as long as it's not, um, what is that stuff that I hate? Uh, propaganda. Well, apart from propaganda, <laughs> but abstract, I'm not a fan of abstract at all. Um, I, I find it uh, reprehensible. <laughs> Jackson Pollock was a CIA operative. Propaganda. He didn't even know it. Well, you know, there you go. Uh, th that that further cements my belief that it's absolute unmitigated. Uh, it was the competition with uh, photorealism in Russia and communist art. Well, there you go. And then social is that called socialist realism? I, I, I don't know. But basically, that was like Jackson Pollock didn't even necessarily you can't prove that he knew what he was doing. But the people that he was dealing with and like selling art to or whoever fucking sold his art. I don't know. It was all an operation to try and support American artists and impressionists over okay. Russian influencers. OK. All right. Well, once again, the government rears its ugly head, even in the arts. Uh, and they've been doing it for a long time. Propaganda is nothing new. It's not a 20th century, a 19th, 18th. I mean, prop. I mean, what do you think tapestries were? That's that's propaganda. That's art, artistic propaganda. Mm -hmm. Okay, when the Normans put their tapestries together, and you can read the story as being laid out on this beautiful tapestry, it's a piece of propaganda. The Assyrians had propaganda art because all of the Assyrian kings would carve into stone. Uh, the uh, the wonderful things that like uh, Ashurbanipal did, these kings who flayed men alive, who rebelled against them and all this other stuff. That's that's artistic propaganda. So this is nothing new. So this isn't a modern thing. Uh, it's been with us since the inception of the state. But those again, I don't have, I, I went back to school and, and I and I did finish graduate school and I'm glad that I did. But understand what you're getting into. And you must have your expectations in line with your, with your education decisions. Like, mm -hmm. for example, if you go to school for nursing, you can expect to make good money. If you go to school because you're going to do photography, you may not need to do that. You could just open your own photography business and just do it that way. There's a guy who did my kid's senior pictures, uh, and he's been doing it since he's 16. So before he graduated high school, he's done just photography, and he makes a mint. And I mean a mint. So... Just understand that not everything requires a college degree, and I don't think we should, you know, really inflate it beyond what it is. Like if you're if you're going to get an MBA, a master's in business administration, that's a good idea. Getting a master's in accounting, forensic accounting, that's mm -hmm. great. But if you're going to get it in women's studies, I'm sorry, ladies, that's just not going to cut the mustard because once again, the market, the market, man, the market is going to tell you what is valuable and what isn't. So, right, this is from the Wall Street Journal, a periodical of semi-ill repute, although decent and points. Recent film program graduates of Columbia University who took out federal student loans had a median debt of $181,000. Yet two years after earning their master's degrees, half of the borrowers were making less than $30,000 a year. The Columbia program offers the most extreme example of how elite universities in recent years have been awarded thousands, have awarded thousands of master's degrees that don't provide graduates enough yearly career earnings to begin paying down their federal student loans, according to a Wall Street Journal analysis of education department data. Recent Columbia film alumni had the highest debt compared with earnings among graduates of any major university's master's program in the United States, the journal found. The New York City University is among the world's most prestigious schools, and its $11.3 billion endowment ranks in the nation's eighth wealthiest private school. 
For years, faculty, staff, and students have appealed unsuccessfully to administrators to tap that wealth to aid more graduate students, according to the current and former faculty and administrators and dozens of students. Taxpayers will be on the hook for whatever is left unpaid. Lured by the aura of degrees from top flight institutions, many master's students at universities across the United States took on debt beyond what their pay would support the journal analysis of federal data on borrowers found. At Columbia, such students graduated from programs including history, social work, and architecture. Columbia University President Lee Bollinger said the education department department data in the journal's analysis can't fully assess salary prospects because it covers only earnings and loan repayments two years after graduation. Nevertheless, he said, this is not what we want it to be but it's gonna be. At New York University, graduates with a master's degree in publishing borrowed a median $116,000 and had an annual median income of $42,000 two years after the program, the data on recent borrowers show. At Northwestern University, half of those who earned a degree in speech language pathology borrowed $148,000 or more, and the graduates had a median income of $60,000 two years later. Graduates of the University of Southern California's Marriage and Family Counseling Program borrowed a medium of $124,000 and half earned $50,000 or less over the same period. Undergraduate students for years have faced ballooning loan balances, but now it is graduate students who are accruing the most onerous debt loads. Unlike undergraduate loans, the Federal Grad Plus Loan Program has no fixed limit on how much grad students can borrow, money that can be used for tuition, fees, and living expenses. It has become the fastest growing student loan program and charged interest rates as high as 7.9% in recent years. There's always those 2 a.m. panic attacks when you're thinking, how the hell am I ever going to pay this off, said 29-year-old Zach Morrison of New Jersey. Um, clearly not related to Jim Morrison. He'd be getting those fucking royalty checks. The doors are tremendous, uh, tremendous group. Uh, who earned a Master of Fine Arts in Film from Columbia in 2018 uh. and praised the quality of the program, which I'm sure it's an excellent program. But is it worth the money you're spending? His graduate loan balance now stands at nearly $300,000, including accrued interest. He has been earning between thirty dollars and $50,000 a year from work as a Hollywood assistant and such side gigs as commercial video production and photography. Oh, honey. Highly selective universities have benefited from free-flowing federal loan money. Once again... When's that bubble going to pop? Um, uh, never. Soon. I don't think it is I ever. Who's paying this shit back? Uh, you are. Uh, I'm not paying anything right now. <laughs> no. So that's like debtor's prison again. I'm telling you right. No, now. that's like I make that joke all the time, and I'm like, holy shit! Like that's where we're headed, though. And it's like maybe I should stop making that joke. But like the thing—that's what I think about a lot now because like I am like I don't want to retire where I work right now, and. I need to learn more. I've learned a lot where I work, but I'm like, I should probably, I'm like this close to a bachelor's and I already have a bunch of debt. So it's like, what's a little bit more to finish the bachelor's, but it's like, if there's stuff that I could learn and get certified with outside of going to a university, what's that? But what's the degree going to be in? Exactly. And it's like, I like whatever I'm closest to right now, I don't care. You also talked about going to law school. The yeah, but I'm like I've I talked about last two weeks ago I wanted to be a doctor. Last week I was thinking about going to law school. Now I'm thinking about IT. It's like I need to pick something down. I've been but it's like IT as well. What's that? I've been thinking about IT as well because I'm just right. really inclined to 
technology. I want to understand computers and technology because, like I said earlier, bar any huge, like, apocalyptic event, computers are going to be around for a while. Computers help me understand more about the way that my brain works, and then that in turn helps me understand how computers work because they are modeled after the only computer we know naturally, which is the brain. Mm -hmm. And then, from there, there's plenty of people that still don't know how that shit works, but all of the processes that we have in place rely on it. Healthcare, especially, which I also have a background in. And then you can get into risk management, which I also have a fucking background in, and be like, oh, if I could tie these things together, I technically don't have to go to a university to get more, like, I don't have to get a master's in anything that I know of yet and go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. It's right. like I could take what I have right now get a couple certs that I might have to pay out of pocket for, but it's like, that's like a couple hundred dollars. And if I pass the test the first time, that's a certificate for life. And it's like, I don't even have to pay to take a course for some of these. I could go pay to take the test, pass it, and then not have to fucking worry. I have the baseline competency that's like, here, you are good enough. And then you can go apply to a job anywhere and be like, hey, here's all the shit that I have. And they're like, do you have a bachelor's degree? But I'm like, no, but I guarantee you I'll kick anybody's ass that has a fucking bachelor's degree in this field because I can outperform them. And it's like, I won't be, the, the thing that I think is happening right now, whether it was intended to or not, mm-hmm. is, okay, there was a ton of debt for undergrad. And now it's breaching into graduate programs. And now those people are graduating with masters or maybe even PhDs. And they- aren't able they're still getting entry-level positions somewhere that pay shit and it's like okay they're in all of this debt because they had the passion to learn and be a subject matter expert somewhere but now it's like the market isn't providing or like if it is they're like oh well we're only going to pay you 15 dollars an hour and you're going to be a slave to this company and this is the best deal that you're going to get and you're going to end up literally like these are the people that should be pioneering industries, but they're not. They end up working fucking night shift at Amazon for fucking ever because that's the only solid, uh, reliable source of income that they can really get right now. And they make it seem like, oh, if you don't like if it's the same trick that the military pulled when people said they're not reenlisting, they're like, you really think you have what it takes to go out there in the real world and make it on your own? Yeah, maybe you're not making six figures here, but you have benefits. You have housing. You have food. All of it's shit, right. but you still have it. You really think you're going to go out there and do better? You really think that you're capable of that? Listen, and it's like, these are people that are in charge of you, that you've looked to for leadership. Not, not all of them, there, are, but there are some. And they are in oh, strategic yeah. places because it's like when you go to sign your EAS paperwork, you have to get a bunch of people to sign mm-hmm. off on it. And every, every single one of them, some of them are like, here, fuck it, here's your papers. But then there's some of them that they sit you down and they're like, you really think this is the right move to make? That's so ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like, well, they have a fucking quota to make, and they already spent how much time and money training you, and they're getting a return on their investment, and the longer you stay with them, technically the less money they paid to fill your position, because they don't have to train somebody else to do your job. If you leave, they have to find somebody to replace you and train them. They have to find somebody to replace that person. And then it's literally just like working your way up the pyramid. If I have to replace one person here, that might take two people down here. And to replace two people down here, that may take four people down here, yada, 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 yada. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, it's a fucking pyramid scheme. And that's what we get trapped in. And then it's like, fuck, 
I want to further myself. I'm already in a ton of debt from school. Do I really have the money to go back to school? Can I take the pay cut of potentially not being able to work full time? Can I also afford if I if like what if I have an accident right after I leave this place and no longer have benefits? Can I handle the medical bills? Am I going to end up leech going back to this place at a potentially lower level because they're like we told you not to fucking leave and you didn't want to listen to us your position's no longer available now you go back to the ground level and you make dick and it's like what do you do and i that's literally what they present you with and they're like do you really think you can do better and it's like dog i know i can fucking do better but i want to be smart about it and i don't want to burn any bridges if i don't fucking have to but i also don't want to be dumb and get into it like not I'm not calling these people that were passionate and went and to learn in all of these fields dumb, but it's just like, there's a bunch of fucking predators out there that'll take everything they can from you if you let them. And if you don't even know that it's happening, that's where they make their fucking money. Yeah. And they don't even think twice about it, but it's like, once you become aware of this shit, it's like, fuck dude, like what is the best way for, I know there's a way forward. I know millions of people have done cool shit before i have but the system was different back then and they had to find their own fucking way so now i have to find my own fucking way and so do a lot of other people and if you are listening i i'm grateful for the listeners that we have maybe some of you are in the same position and maybe it's good to know that you're not alone and it's good to know that there are people that aren't going to back down from this fucking fight because it's like yeah it might be shitty it might be a long fucking haul but i promise you in the long run it'll be a lot better because you won't have the regret of working sucking some corporate dick and constantly wondering could i have done better even if you go out there and fail and have to come back you still don't have to stay and you can you live to fight another day and it's like that's Absolutely. what i think it's all about but it's like how can you be as smart as possible about that And when you start thinking about it like that process, you're not going to get fucked over as easily. You're not going to get fucked as hard when you do get fucked over because I was talking about this the other day, like job interviews. If they ever ask you, like, do you have any questions about the position? Start coming up with fucking questions because when I got my job, I was like, well, the job description sounds pretty vague. And even when I ask questions about it, people can't give me solid answers. Huge red flag. Don't fucking do that shit. If there's a huge sign on bonus, if there's a minimum commitment, if there's a vague job description, fucking do not take the first offer that they're fucking offering you. Never take the first offer that they Great fucking advice. offer you. For if real. they tell you, well, if you're not going to take this offer, we'll find somebody else. Good shit. You just dodged a huge fucking bullet. And then there's the possibility that like a couple weeks later, they'll call you back and they'll give you something even better because they're like, fuck, we really wanted what that guy had. But sure. yeah, that's like, because where I'm at, my job description was incredibly vague. I've learned a lot, but it's like my standard work changes every single day. And I'm, they're like, point to your job description and tell me where this isn't your job. And I'm like, I can't fucking do that. So I guarantee you the next time I go into a job interview, I'm going to be like, tell me everything that I need to do start to finish every day, pin it oh, down. Yeah. I don't want general ideas. I want what tasks specifically am I in charge of that I need to do. And I'm not accepting an offer until you can do that. You did get me at my work uh, by uh, putting in your, in your job description, other duties as assigned. Yeah. That's how they That's get a fucking big ass loophole, dude. It oh, could yeah. be, yeah, it could be it fucking can, anything. People don't show up. Oh, yeah. now you have to cover their position, whether you know it or not, because that's a duty that we're assigning. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you oh, can, yeah. like, yeah, like, and it's like, well, there's no way to iron this out completely, but there's no, a way there to isn't. get better every day because yeah. when you get better, they have to get better. But if you can get them on the back foot, you have time to establish boundaries. And then when they come back, you yeah. can resist. 
And that's what it's all about. But it's like, you have to think about this. I think not to interrupt you, but I think that also the workers right now have a great advantage because I, I made this point and it's not exactly the same, but I get the feels from it. Like, you know how the black death came through Europe. And, and I just fucking listened to a podcast okay. about the black death. You need to, so, I'll, I'll send it to you. We can link it in the show too. But like, This is what created the, uh, the, the, the shortage of workers. So they no longer could be treated as shitty because guess what? You needed them. The work still existed, but now you couldn't treat them like garbage anymore. Well, now, because Uncle Sugar's been handing out money like crazy and people aren't going back on the job, but the job still needs to be done. Guess what that means? Workers are now in a position where they can either sit back and wait. And if you can sit back and wait, I say go for it. I don't. I got time, motherfucker. Jeff Bezos wants to go to the moon that bad? Hey, sorry. I don't give a fuck about Jeff Bezos going to the moon, dude, or wherever (laughs) the fuck he's going. I care about paying rent, getting medical expenses, and student debt paid off. And it's a lot easier for me to do that than, and like, I can sweat a little bit on that. But it's like, this asshole wants to go to the fucking moon or wherever. I don't care. I don't have to fucking work for you, guy. Like, no, you don't. And the other exactly. thing, you know, again, I can't stress it enough. Um, I, the article will be in the show notes. I can't stress it enough. If those of you are thinking about getting a, a degree and you're willing to spend the money, just understand, like, if you're getting a, a passion degree, if you're getting a, a master's or a master's of fine art, a bachelor of fine art, or something that you're passionate about, I, I didn't get a degree in something that I thought would make me money. I got a degree in something I was interested in. Uh, all, all three times, by the way, that's because uh, money is not, like it's nice, but it's not the driving force. I don't want to work in a cubicle. I've already done that. Yeah. I'm not exactly thrilled about doing that. So that's why I wouldn't want to get an MBA. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I didn't go into accounting. I'm not good at math to begin with. I got a B plus in statistics and that was to get a degree. I'm not that great at it. But understand that the, you know, the payoff, like you have a degree you educate. Did you go to school to get an education or did you go to school to make money? If you're going to school because you want a piece of paper that makes you money, then you should consider fields that have a high return on that investment. And it's your and again, it's buyer beware. Listen, you don't have to go to school. You I've been stressing to people, even young kids that that I that I that I've run into mm-hmm. these young people that are 18, 19, 20, 21. Listen, you don't have to like be a welder and you'll make double what I'm making in two years right now. I'm telling you right now, because that's a job that's in demand. But most importantly, if you if you're the kind of person that can hate their job every day of their life and go to a soul sucking fucking five fortune 500 company where they will chew you up and spit you out and replace you with somebody from India. And I'm speaking from personal experience on that one for half of what it costs them to have you. And if you can endure that, okay, that's your choice. I don't know if you're going to be happy with it, but it's your choice. Yeah. But if you're going to school because you genuinely want to get educated in something, you want to be smarter about something, then by all means do it. But understand it's going to come at a cost. Now to Angel's point, do I think that the – I don't think this – if anybody's been through a, a bankruptcy before, you you guys know as well as I do that when you go, you could have – you could have 500,000, a million dollars in fucking, uh, in, um, in medical bills and they will wash out. They will be gone. Your student loan will not be gone. Not at all. If you die, it goes to the next of kin. You, so you can, there are some stipulations where you can get your student loans, um, removed from your record. It's very hard 
but you can. If you can prove that with the degree that you got and your current position, meaning you're never going to make any more money, your current salary and position, you're never going to make any more money than what you currently have mm -hmm. and you cannot pay off that loan, they will absolve it. Well, it's again, very hard, yeah, like you said, it's very hard it to can do happen. that. And then how much work do you have to do for that when you could really just be doing work in something else that'll further you and make you more money in the long run? It's all, it's all a cost benefit analysis. That, like it, that might not be the best word. I'm not a fucking accountant. I don't have a business. I don't technically have any degree. I went to school for four years. I have a few certs, no degrees, but I'm not stupid. That's fair. But it's like, I went, I... I still need to look into some of the benefits that I might have from the military because there might be some money left on the table there and I don't want to leave money on the table. No, there. you shouldn't. And, that's and I will not. Yeah, no. Like any of you that, yeah, have, that have ever. Exactly. Whether you, you got deployed or not. And I'll be straight up with you. I didn't. But it's like you joined under the same risk assessment that I did. No, not knowing what could happen to you. You are still entitled to everything that is on the table for everyone else that served. So if you think you're a pussy for taking, what's that? Right. Home loans. Uh, yeah, dude, VA, awesome home loans. You don't even have to put down a down payment if you have credit above a certain level, I'm pretty sure. But it's like, there's people I know and it's like, it's not even necessarily their fault. It's just the same line of bullshit that they were fed. But it's like, if you feel like you didn't serve as hard because you didn't deploy and you don't have combat related PTSD or anything like that, you, it'll, they'll let you think that you're not entitled to the same benefits because it's less shit that they have to pay out in the end. But it's like, dog, they would have gladly sent you. They didn't care about who they were sending into the fucking firestorm. They just needed somebody to go. So it could have been you. So take that shit while it's available to you and run with it. Take everything you can, give nothing fucking back because they would do the same thing to you in a fucking heartbeat. And if you give them a, if you give them an inch, they're going to take a fucking mile. You're right about and that. And so it's like, I, I, I feel like I'm refining the process and getting closer to an idea of what I'd want to go back and study for. But it's like, do I study for a job that's going to make me a lot of money in a short amount of time? So that way I have more time outside of work to do whatever I want and like read books and do art and go travel. Or do I want to take a job that lets me do that stuff, but maybe doesn't make me as much money, but it's like, I'm guaranteed that going to work every day, I'll be doing something that I love. So I don't have to hunt as hard to find there it is. something meaningful outside of work. And there's a balance to that for sure. And I haven't found it yet, but I know that where I'm at, that fucking ain't it. So that's enough to start. Like I'm at the drawing board and it's like, we're going to have to test some shit. It's the fucking scientific method, dude. Fuck around and find out, but don't be stupid. Be safe. Yeah. Like fail for fail first, fail often, but fail safely. Agreed. Agreed. So that's our slice of advice from us guys to use guys that, um, you know, take it or leave it. You can do whatever you want. I do want to wrap up with one final story. We're going to go right to, uh, something that Angel found on Science Daily because I, I I have this obsession and and absolute terror of black holes and supermassive black holes. I find them absolutely fascinating and incredibly scary. Like I'm like this the stuff of nightmares. It eats time. Like I don't even understand what that means, but that's fine. So this from Science Daily, your source for the latest research news. A periodical of great note. Mm -hmm. Astrophysicists detect first black hole neutron star mergers. This is from Northwestern University, a university of decent re reputation, I would say, one of the better ones. Uh, this is from the 29th of June last month. A long time ago, in two galaxies about 900 million light years away, 
two black holes each gobbled up their neutron star companions, triggering gravitational waves that finally hit Earth in January of 2020. Astrophysicists' observation of the two events, detected just 10 days apart, marked the first ever detection of a black hole merging with a neutron star. Discovered by an international team of astrophysicists, including Northwestern University researchers, two events detected just 10 days apart marked the first ever detection of a black hole merging with a neutron star. The findings will enable researchers to draw the first conclusions about the origin of these rare binary systems and how often they merge. Gravitational waves have allowed us to detect the collision of pairs of black holes and pairs of neutron stars, but the mixed collision of a black hole with a neutron star has been the elusive missing piece of the family picture of compact object mergers, said Chase Kimball, a Northwestern graduate student who co-authored the study. Okay, so we just talked about school. You want to get involved in something? I this kid, I mean, look at this. This is a graduate student that's talking right now, mm -hmm. not a PhD. This isn't even a kid who hasn't earned his master's yet. I mean, so there's there's awesome stuff to do out there. Yeah, this is above my intelligence level by a million miles. I don't think it um, is. I think it's just a matter of time. I guess so. Maybe completing this picture is a cru is crucial to constraining the host of astrophysical models of compact object formation and binary binary evolution. Inherent to these models are their predictions of the rates that black holes and neutron stars merge amongst themselves. With these detections, we finally have measurements of the merger rates across all three categories of compact binary mergers. The research will be published in June 29th in the Astrophysical Journal, Astrophysical Journal Letters. The team includes researchers from, L, from the LIGO Scientific Collaboration, LSC, the Virgo Collaboration, and the Kamioka Gravitational Wave Detector Project. An LSC member, Kimball, led calculations of the merger, rare, merger rate estimates and how they fit into predictions from the various formation channels of neutron stars and black holes. He also contributed to discussions about the astrophysical implications of the discovery. Kimball is co-advised by Vicky Calogera, the principal investigator of Northwestern's LSC Group, director of the Center for Interdisciplinary Exploration and Research in Astrophysics, Sierra, C-I-E-R-A, and Daniel I. Linzer, distinguished professor of physics and astronomy in the Weinberg College of Arts and Sciences, and by Christopher Berry, an LSC member and Sierra Board of, Vis of Visitors Research Professor at Northwestern, as well as a lecturer at the Institute of Gravitational Research at the University of Glasgow. I think that's the one in Scotland, not the one that's in whatever state you live in. Uh, other Northwestern co-authors include Maya Fishbach, a NASA Einstein postdoctoral fellow and LSC member. Uh, the team observed the two new gravitational wave events, dubbed GW20105 and GW20115, or 200-115, on January 5, 2020, and January 15, 2020, during the second half of the LIGO and Virgo detector's third observing run called OB3. Although multiple observations carried out several follow-up observations, none observed light from either event consistent with the measured masses and distances. Following the tantalizing discovery announced in June 2020 of a black hole merged with a mystery object, which may be the most massive neutron star known, it is exciting also to have the detection of clearly identified mixed mergers as predicted by our theoretical models for decades now, Calogera said, quantitatively matching the rate 
constraints and properties of all three population types will be a powerful way to answer the foundational questions of origins. And the rest of this you can read in the show notes. It's just tremendous stuff. I mean, working on a loading dock really sucks, but these people are doing um, Odin's work, which is fantastic. It's phenomenal. And um, that's the kind of money I, if I have to get, if money has to come out of my pocket, I'm all right with that happening, man. Like I really am like, that's, I'm blown away by stuff like that. It's, it's, uh, it's tremendous. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. I mean, 125 years ago, uh, we couldn't fly. And now we're picking stuff up like this. It's, um, it's the aliens, like Joe Rogan said. No, I'm kidding. He never said that. I said that. Uh, it's the aliens. But no, I wanted to round out the show. We had some depressing stuff. You got lectured a lot on about what you should be doing, you damn kids. I don't think anything was honestly that depressing. I think it's just the way no. you choose to look at it. This is true. This is true. It was um, the best of times. It was the worst of times. But somebody was okay. having a good fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. I'm here for as long of a good time as I can have. <laughs> um, before I wrap up, I want everybody to know that uh, we should have two guests coming next week. Uh, Monday is going to be a bonus episode in our traditional Thursday show. Once again, I'm really excited for both of them. I think you're going to be really surprised by the guests that we're going to have a week on from today. Um, it's going to be a great conversation. Um, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't want to give it away, but I think you're going to like it. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different, but at the same time, I think you're going to find a lot of familiarity with that conversation. I'll turn it over to the floor before we wrap up. Angel, do you have anything? I do not have anything. No. Okay. And Brian, do you have anything? I do have a couple of things. I don't want to get on too long about them. Some of them we can talk after the show if you want, because I have a couple ideas for maybe some lounge stuff after talking. But when you were talking about uh, going door to door for vaccines and just like the whole drive for vaccines and everything anyway, it made me think of the fear that people have in regard to COVID. And uh, so I've been reading a lot of stoicism, uh, philosophical works lately. If you want to do a lounge thing about that, I could just talk about what I found through that even too, but I found it incredibly interesting. But I have an app that randomly just sends me like stoic quotes. And this one is from Epictetus. I hope I pronounced the name correctly, but he's, he was a former slave that actually started writing down what he learned from other stoic thinkers. And that's now what we realize as recorded stoicism because of the things that he wrote down and the influence Mm -hmm. that it had on other people. But So this is the quote, as for us, we behave like a herd of deer when they flee from the huntsman's feathers in a fright, which way do they turn? What haven of safety do they make for? Why they rush upon the nets and thus they perish by confounding what they should fear with that wherein no danger lies, not death or pain is to be feared, but the fear of death or pain. Well said the poet, therefore, death has no terror, only a death of shame. So to me, that was like, all right. We're all fearing the hunter, but what net are we running into right now, blindly and willingly, without any analysis? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a good one. So uh, I thought yeah. that was interesting. I and like then, that app. You're going to have to tell me off uh, when, when we get off the show what it yeah. is. But, oh, for sure. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, the rest is, like, we can cover it after the show. So all right, excellent. I wanted to toss in there. Look for, look out for the uh, for another lounge episode. We're due. Um, we, uh, we, we, we getting a lot of good feedback off of those shows. It's been really a, a nice, uh, a nice thing to do. So, um, don't forget to get at us info use or no, not info anymore. We don't have that email anymore. It's use guys and that at gmail.com at use guys pod, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, last call. Anybody else, anything going once, twice, 
and sold. Okay, so moving on. So uh, Independence Day was a couple of days ago. And ladies and gentlemen, the war still rages on for your independence from swamp ass. Now, this is the dog days of summer where you're going to have a lot of uh, sweat and wetness in the crotchal area, taint, asshole, uh, ball sack, vagina, underboob. A lot of terrible things happen out there with this heat and humidity. A lot of disgusting things. Well, I have the cure for that. And it's Todd's Very Gay Soap, also known as Akron Apothecary. I uh, encourage you to please check out the website. As Brian's proctologist told him, he had the cleanest asshole you'd ever seen while he was practicing medicine. That yeah, where's is- my brown check mark to verify that? <laughs> it is, uh, it's tremendous soap. It is cold-pressed, handmade, small business. If you feel like uh, supporting the cause and you want to show that you're not a bigoted homophobe who doesn't like gay people because you're some sick fuck, you need to support Todd and his gay soap. Um, it's tremendous. Uh, it's used regularly. I know Angel's a big fan of it. She uses it regularly. I can't say enough nice things about Todd's gay soap and Todd's gay self. He's a good guy, wonderful friend of mine, but also a good businessman who's put down an excellent product. Please patronize him as the original sponsor of the Use Guys and that podcast. And, and it's Akron Apothecary on Etsy. Yes, but because he, he won't change the name. I'm not going to stop calling it what it is. He's a based man. <laughs> Todd's very gay soap but also known as Akron Apothecary, and you can find it under that title. So um, that's all I have for this week. That's all that we have. It was a little bit longer than uh, than we no- normally go for the show. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you uh, want to help out at all, please drop us a, uh, a nice rating on uh, iTunes and give us a good review. That goes a huge, long way for us, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, just something that simple will do uh, wonders for the show and increase the visibility for others to find us um if you have any suggestions it's use guys in that at gmail.com any guest suggestions or if you want to be on yourself we've been known to have friends of the show on more than once because i mean why not share the platform with your friends free exchange of ideas absolutely and uh, we got some good ones coming up for you guys so please stay tuned thanks for sticking with us we appreciate it and uh take care of yourselves and we will talk to you very very soon Bye.